Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We are back. We are bad. We are better than ever going inside EMS. I am your host, Chris Savalero, and with me in the chair to my right is my good friend, the one we call Kelly Grayson. Kelly Grayson, KG, what's going on? You were on the EMS World Tour last week. Mike yeah, Touchstone sat in for you, did a great job. We were talking about professional development, and I know that you were doing your own version of professional development as well. But another week to go inside EMS. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad. Thanks to Mike for uh, for subbing for me and uh, and doing such a, a stellar job at it. I was I was in uh, uh, Watertown, New York, uh, last week, and uh, Malone, New York, the week before that, and uh, I'm headed to Colorado this week. So it's uh, it has been the whirlwind tour, man. It has been, and you've continually been on it. Um, the man in EMS who probably racks up the most miles. Kelly Grayson. So, so KG, uh, we missed last week and, uh, you know, we had Mike on and we decided to go in a different direction, but over the past two weeks, uh, since the end of September, there's been a lot of discussion about the FDNY EMT who was killed. Yeah. And, um, it was just a horrible, horrible, uh, incident. Some of the things that we talk about that we see on uh, EMS one that we see on the news is, uh, you know, enough to raise an eyebrow that I think we need to talk about it. EMS Lieutenant Allison Russo Elling was killed at random in an unprovoked attack outside the station house where she worked. And this video is very horrific when you watch this. And when we think about this, is this an EMS uh, provoked? It says that nothing was provoked. That this guy, you know, if you see the video, she's coming around the corner and she's thrown to the ground and then she's murdered. And But one of the things that we wanted to bring up today, first off, is our deepest condolences uh, to the family of uh, Lieutenant Russo Elling. Uh, we send, of course, our thoughts to her family. But, you know, thoughts and prayers is is it enough well, uh, you know we we hear about we hear about our peers that get assaulted and we hear about our saw our uh our peers getting stabbed or shot or but this attack really was probably the worst that i've seen in my 30 some odd year ems career and uh it's a little unnerving for me yeah yeah and you know these things happen and and they're they're losing their shock value, and that's a damn shame, really, that that one of our own uh, is, is killed in a brutal attack, and people respond on social media, oh, thoughts and prayers, how horrible, and then they move on with their friggin' day. And uh, it, it's are we becoming so inured to the violence that we face every day that we, we look at it as, a, as, as part of the job? Um, and if so, uh, we need to stop that. And, and it's, it's long since time that we need to start railing, uh, for our employers and our, our municipal governments and whatnot to afford us the kind of protection that we need to do our jobs. Um, uh, we have a line of duty death rate comparable to police officers and firefighters, uh, uh, and if it's not violence from the people we are called to help, uh, it's motor vehicle accidents. And, you know, uh, everyone who puts on the uniform 
should have a reasonable expectation of going home at the end of their shift. And for Allison Russo, uh, uh, that was not to be the case. And I don't know, Chris, what do you, what do you do about this sort of thing other than uh, raise your voices to the heavens and, and complain loudly until the powers that be here and start providing us with better training, better equipment, uh, more protection, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, man, I think, you know, it's an interesting question, right? But would anything have helped this, uh, you know, the CMS professional, you know, on this dreaded day, right? Have resistant vest, maybe? You know, uh, possibly. But where was she in her day? Was she walking to the station? Was she on the clock? Was she, you know, I mean, so there's a lot of things to think about here. Yeah. But one of the things that I wanted to point out is there's sometimes there's a lot of bravado in uh, somebody pulls a knife. And I had somebody tell me one time, I remember when I was taking Taekwondo when I was younger and um, my uh, instructor, we were doing knife fighting and we were trying to have to disarm a knife. And I used to say it all the time, man, you, you know, you pull out a knife and I'm going to just stab you with it. Right. I'm going to yeah. take it from you. I must say, I'm going to kick all, I'm going to kick that stuff away. You know what I mean? It's like Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And I remember we were going through, you got to go through all these moves and your arms and your legs and your hand swings and all these things. And at the end of the movement, which was about, you know, 15 or 20 uh, moves, he says, how do you think you did? And I said, I think I did good. He had a, a red marker on a, on a ruler. And he goes, well, go look at yourself in the mirror. And I had all these red dots all over my face and all over my, you know, all over my gi. And uh, I didn't do as well as I thought I did. And I didn't even feel them. Right. And one of the things that really brought me back to this is somebody said to me, um, you know, I'm not worried about somebody with a knife. I remember saying to them and they said, well, people, there are some people that could use a knife just like a gun. So you got to be careful with that. And, uh, but when you look at this horrible, horrible incident, um, you know, the CMS professional was thrown to the ground and this guy stabbed her repeatedly in, in fast succession, which is greater than 20 times. And one of the reasons that I want to bring this up is because somebody with a knife, somebody with a pencil, somebody with a plier, somebody with a something, a screwdriver, you know, you think, what is that going to do? But this could penetrate you in the matter of 25, 30, 50 times in a minute if somebody is just stabbing at you. So it's not just a, you know, a, a parry and thrust with a, with a Bowie knife. Um, and I think that we don't think about these things because we've not seen these types of, of this, you know, we've not seen this type of uh, uh, video before. Now, there are people on, uh, people on Facebook and the like who are saying, stop showing the video. And there are other people who are saying, we need to see it. We need to make sure our EMS peers see it. And Kelly, I got to tell you, man, as horrible as this is to watch, that this woman loses her life right there on the corner of this street in Astoria, we got to see this video. Yeah. EMS providers, officers, fire, uh, fire meter maids, everybody who's out there in the public needs to watch how quick this happened to understand the true danger of what this could mean to them. And I don't think we should glorify it. And I certainly don't think it should be plastered um, uh, everywhere. But I do think that people who are out in the street that could be the victim of this horrific crime should watch and see what happened to this woman and how fast it happened. Yeah. 
And that's that's what I wanted to talk about today. I don't know that how, how we really do this justice, right? Um, and I'm babbling. I feel myself babbling. I'm gonna give you the floor here in a minute, but I'm just so so you know upset about this that but my EMS peers, if you're listening, look for the video and just watch it one time for your own preservation and pay the woman uh EMS Lieutenant Allison Russo Elling and posthumously they were going to award her a captain um rank as well and so that's very nice of the FDNY to do that um but I'm just bad I don't even know how to end that you know okay I'm just going to stop I I would hope that FDNY um uh backdates that that uh promotion to captain so that her her family and survivors can can at least uh um get some of the benefits of of uh of her promotion uh but you know it, it occurs to me chris that we, we talk about this sort of thing we express our horror and dismay and and tell people you know yeah look at the video you need to look at that video you need to force yourself to look at that video because that's how close we all are at any one time. And one of the problems that, that I see in EMS is that we don't, the, the mindset that we bring to a scene uh, as caregivers is, is often not the mindset uh, that is conducive to keeping us safe. It's kind of antithetical to have uh, the, the, the combat mindset uh, where you you view engage people as threats um, is is a little bit uh, at in opposition to the caregiver mindset where you immediately try to establish a rapport with someone and 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 be non-threatening and 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 uh, uh, appeal to the <laughs> to people with your kindness and your and your empathy and compassion. Um, yet people like this monster that that uh, stabbed Alice and Russo Elling, um, are not going to respond to that sort of thing. There, there are, you know, and, and unfortunately in society, there aren't signs posted uh, beyond here, there be dragons. Um, there are monsters out there and those monsters are real and they will do you harm and kill you if you give them the opportunity. And it, it makes me wonder if we shouldn't start incorporating some combat training. Now, I'm not talking about how to kill someone with three easy moves. I'm talking about things like uh, Dr. William April, before he uh, died, was was a proponent of, uh, in his classes, uh, the unthinkable, uh, uh, um, uh, how to how to recognize what, you know, an unprovoked attack and and, and his curriculum and these sorts of things. And, and now in classes like uh, extreme close quarter concepts by Shiv works and, and Craig Douglas and, and trainers, uh, self-defense trainers like him uh, talk about uh, these unthinkable instances where you are grappling with someone who is trying to take your life. And are you up to the task of staying alive in an unprovoked attack? And, and one of the key concepts in, in all of these classes is awareness, situational awareness, and, and looking at the physical cues and tells of people who are in victim selection and pre-attack mode. Uh, the, the, the grooming behaviors and the way they move, the way they pick at their clothing, the way they shift their eyes and look around, all these physical, unconscious physical tells that they can't, um, they can't suppress 
that are clues to someone who knows what to look for that an attack is imminent. imminent. And uh, I wonder if Allison, had she seen an attack was imminent, could have fended him off or or escaped in some way, um, or if any other EMT who is in a similar situation could could avoid the unthinkable uh, when that sort of thing happens. Is that something we need to start adding to our repertoire uh, that we have to teach people how to stay alive when uh, you didn't expect it coming and the, the people that supposedly want you uh, at the scene uh, actually want you dead? I, I don't know, but I think it's something that I'm going to start drilling into my students uh, in every single initial class uh, because I, I don't know that I could live with not giving my students the tools uh, to keep themselves alive and come home to their family every day. Yeah, I mean, I think that those are good points. And I, I don't know, unless you were really trained in ground fighting, you know, it looks like she was just coming around the corner, man. This guy just met her random, pushed her to the ground and started. He pushed her hard, man. He pushed her yeah. to yeah. where she kind of flew a little bit. She didn't seem like to be a very big woman. Um, I think the you look at the guy and he really kind of dwarfed her and, and yeah, he outweighed her a little bit. Um, and but unless you were skilled in ground fighting, um, you know, it's a tough situation. I mean, what do you teach these people? I mean, I don't know that I'm sitting here saying that there needs to be more training, that there needs to be hand to hand, that there needs to be, you know, we, we always talk about, um, you know, there's a difference between compassion, you know, uh, you know, we're not combatants We're you know, combat, you know what? I was a combat yeah. medic, you know, yeah. we, we, we can do both, right. We, we can, we can be able to, we can, we, we can do what we got to do for self-defense. We could do what we got to do to, to, to worry about the enemy. And you know what? I can still give you some compassion. I can still take care of yeah. you. I can yeah. still give you every, every emotion that I have, but if you're going to act in a way that's going to put my life in jeopardy, I have the skills that, you know, you're not going to like. Yeah. And, um, but, but I think that that's what we have to think about. We really have to stop saying that, right? We have yeah. to stop saying, no, we're, we're not combatants. We're caregivers. You know what? I think we need to become combatants too. I yeah. think we need to learn hand-to-hand combat. I think we need to worry about uh, wearing um, Kevlar vests. I think we need to think about arming our paramedics with some types of weapons. Um, and if we got to use it, we got to use it. This was a, this was an incident where it needed to be used. And I, I think Kelly, we're really getting to a point of saying, um, what's the alternative? What is the alternative? Again, if, if you're not trained in ground train, ground fighting and how to, you know, use the opponents weight against them and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know that it need to be anything as extensive as as the classes I mentioned. If we focused at least on the situational awareness and avoidance and and awareness of these grooming behaviors uh, and these pre-attack indicators uh, that that people display uh, before they they launch an attack, uh, forewarned is forearmed. You know, and and I, that would go a long way. Uh, we know that the the best way to win a conflict is not get into one uh, and to avoid one at all costs, uh, and, and that goes a long way toward doing that. Um, you know, and Kip Tsort has 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 developed uh, you know a, a curriculum around that, the escaping violent encounters, the Eve course that I think ever ought to be incorporated into every single uh, EMS class. But um, there's there's more to it than that. Because 
you said yourself, you know, where we, we tell people we're not caregivers or we're caregivers, not combatants. Well, that works all fine until you're a combatant and some, and, and you don't, and then someone else makes you a combatant. You either fight for your life or you give it up. And if you don't know how to do that, uh, then you're going to lose your life. And that's the situation many of us will be in. And even Chris, even things like arming people, you know, I, I I'm ambivalent about, arming uh, EMTs. You know, you've said it before, I, I'm, uh, and, and we've debated it on this very podcast that uh, uh, about how problematic that sort of thing uh, is in EMS. And it's not because I am uh, anti-gun. I am a staunch Second Amendment supporter. I believe in armed self-defense. I carry a gun when I'm off duty. However, I recognize that the gun is not the weapon. The gun is the tool. The mindset is the weapon. As any reputable uh, defensive trainer will tell you, the mindset is the weapon. And it's seeing the world and seeing other people through a different lens uh, and, and being mentally prepared to take that step uh, of possibly killing someone in defense of your own or, or those you love. Uh, and that's not a, a mental preparedness that many of us have gone through. Uh, and many people who habitually carry a weapon haven't gone through that as well. And these, these classes like uh, ACQC um, take people who are uh, purportedly well prepared with that mental, you know, that mental uh, makeup of doing that. And then they show them how ill prepared they are to defend themselves, even when they have a gun. Uh, and, and it's eye-opening to the guys who take this course. Uh, and I think something eye-opening similar to, to EMS professionals, uh, if it starts with watching this video and forcing yourself to understand uh, the danger we face every day uh, to taking a formal course, uh, I think it's something that we, we owe our fellow EMS providers to, to really trumpet um, because uh, I, for one, don't want to see another video like that. I don't want to see another news article uh, like came out of FDNY at the end of September. Uh, and I know more are coming because uh, the world is is becoming an ugly place. Yeah, I just want to I just want to echo, you know, you talked about Kip T. Sword, our friend. Uh, he's been on this show and we've talked about his course. Jason Brooks now is actually teaching yeah. his course now. So if you're interested in getting that course to your agency, you know, uh, check out Jason. He's all over the social. I don't have his his uh, websites or anything in front of me, but he's all over the socials. And uh, I've always wanted to become an instructor in that course because, you know, I've wanted to be able to give my employees the best opportunity to defend themselves. I've never mm -hmm. have. And uh, actually, Jason was going to be down in my area in the Springfield area about a year or so back. And we were never able to connect and I was never able to take that course. But I still think that that's a great course and one that we should put, be putting into basic education, uh, paramedic education. But uh, I don't know that there's anything more we can say about this. I mean, such a horrible event in New York City. Uh, and again, uh, we've got to do a better job of getting our employees, be uh, you know, in, in a position to understand and a position to realize, um, you know, we've got a hard job, man. We've got a hard job that could mean that we're not coming home tonight. And this is what happened in this case. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I, I got I mean, I'm I, there's nothing else really, really Kelly. Let's let's just, let's let's go. I only I only have one thing to say is is that you know uh, those of us uh, 
we look at our partners as, as family quite often and uh, you got your partners back in a fight and you hope that they have yours. And uh, Allison was alone uh, in this particular instance. Uh, but when it comes down to it, um, make that decision ahead of time. Uh, are you going to be a spectator? Or are you going to have your partners back and, and uh, try to keep this, this sort of thing from happening to someone you care about? But that's all I've got to say, and we'd like to hear what you have to say. What what steps are you taking in your own agency to make your people safer? We'd like some, some tangible concepts and some classes and some steps we can take that we can share with our listeners. Email us at the show at ems1.com. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And for myself and co-host Chris Ceballero, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. And you guys take care of each other and watch out for each other. And we're going to catch you next week.